Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another edition of NFL Study Hall. It's your man, Cade Chumslin, and today is the first of our forecast series. We're going over the season forecast for every single team in the National Football League. We are starting with two different divisions today. There are seven weeks till the first week of the regular season, so we are going to do the first two divisions today, and then we'll do one division at a time. Make sure to check it out Tuesdays at noon, guys. We're making a lot more consistent with this schedule this year tuesdays at noon if you haven't already done so hit that subscribe button whether you're on apple podcast spotify wherever you're listening to this podcast we appreciate you so much also make sure to go follow me on instagram and twitter and i've just started hooking up the youtube channel more got a bunch of videos out there already we're going to be doing the first week of every month from here on out going to get you a lot more consistent great nfl content coming out there for right now, we're going to go over what I consider to be the two weakest divisions in the National Football League, and those are both the Souths, the AFC South and the NFC South. We're going to go over the NFC South first. Now, if you remember last year, guys, I went game by game for every single team in the National Football League. I went through all 256 total games. Actually, it's going to be a little bit more than that. Forget it. It's like just under 300 games last year. I predicted, tried predicting every single one, including the playoffs, and it didn't go so hot. I, I did not do well in the playoffs. I had some bold predictions that went absolutely sideways on me, and um, we had a rough ride. So this year, I'm going to be a lot more conservative with my bold takes. I still think there are some teams that are going to make a good jump, but you won't really see a whole lot of... Now, I might go to the 2-15 and 15 route, but I think I'm going to stick around the 3-14 and 14 route if I go my lowest because that's a, the, the Chicago Bears were the worst team in the league last year, and they went 3-14. and 14. So I don't really see a team this year going the 2-15, and 1-16 and 16 route, nor do I really see a team going that 15-2, maybe a 14-3, but a lot of 13s and 4s and 12s and 5s coming at you this year. So just a heads up, we're going to try to be a lot more conservative, get the right teams this year, headed to the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. Let us start it off with the NFC South. And guys, when I was going through these first run-through, I went through the NFC South and the AFC South. I'm going to be going division by division in case, because I don't want to do... Last year, this is the other thing I did. I went through everything all at once. I'm not going to do that this year. I'm going to start early, and if free agents keep happening, I'm going to edit and mix around as we go. That way, by week one, I'll have the final prediction. That's when I'll do my Super Bowl pick as well. So as people keep signing and maybe injuries happen preseason, we're going to be editing and flowing with this with this forecast and then we'll get the final one come week one so here we go Atlanta Falcons I, I think, like I said in the last episode, their defense is definitely ramped up. They've got B. John Robinson in the backfield. It's going to be interesting to see what Desmond Ritter does, but their schedule, it's a little bit of a rough ride. Now, they got to get off to a hot start if they want any chance. They've got four home games in the first five weeks. That starts off with Carolina. And Carolina, I think, is going to be really good in this division, but I think with Bryce Young, it's going to get some time to catch up. So I think... Atlanta beats Carolina week one. Then you got Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to be awful. I don't trust Jordan Love, so I think Atlanta beats them too. Going up to Detroit, no way. Jacksonville, no shot. Houston, that's going to be an interesting battle there. At home versus Houston. I'm going to give my Houston Texans the benefit of the doubt on that one. Houston has to win a few games this year. I think they're a little bit better than they were last year. I think they're a lot better than they were last year without Davis Mills. 
So I think Houston will be Atlanta there. So that puts them at two and three. Then they'll go to Washington. Or no, then they come home against Washington. Oh, my bad. It's five of, the, of their first six games are at home, right? So at home, three straight weeks, they'll finally get that W versus Washington. Through week six, I got Atlanta at three and three. This is where the tough part comes in. At Tampa Bay, I think Baker Mayfield's going to be better than we think he is. I got Tampa in that one. At Tennessee, Tennessee just got DeAndre Hopkins. They're still a good team. Give me Tennessee in that one as well, and also Minnesota. So there's three straight losses, sadly. Then I've got at Arizona Week 10 as a W, a bye, and then versus New Orleans as a W. The the Atlanta Falcons always, they don't usually win, but they at least compete with the New Orleans Saints. So I'll give them the Ws over the Cardinals and the Saints. That puts them at an overall record of 5-6 and right now. So they're in the mix, but then this final stretch coming home is going to be rough. The New York Jets Week 13. I think they beat the Bucs. I think they go 1-1 with the Bucs in Week 14. And then four straight losses against Carolina, Indianapolis, Chicago, and New Orleans. I'm predicting for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, to be fair... The reason I have that is because three of those games are away, and I think those road trips are going to be tough come late in the season. I think a lot of those teams are going to get better. I think the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young is going to get better. I think the Indianapolis Colts with uh, Anthony Richardson, they're going to be better. Chicago with Justin Fields should be good at that time, and New Orleans, I think, will eventually get that win when they're in New Orleans. The Atlanta Falcons could win this division if they uh, get that home stretch right, or they could be somewhere closer to 4 and 13, depending on the choke factor of Desmond Ritter. It's all really, in my mind, going to come up on Des- Desmond Ritter. As much as everyone's been hyping Bijan Robinson, we are in a quarterback sleeve, and if Desmond Ritter can't step it up, Atlanta Falcons have no shot. My final prediction for the Atlanta Falcons, 6-11. and 11. Moving on to uh, the next team, that's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm going in order of who I think is going to win the division. So from last to first, I got Falcons at 6-11. and 11. Tampa Bay Bucks I have going 7-10. and 10. Now, here's the thing. This Bucks team with Baker Mayfield, it's going to get some time to ramp up. He's going to have to get used to it. I do think he is still a worthy starter in the National Football League, and a team like Tampa should be really good for him. That defense, they kept most of their pieces. They did lose a lot of people, but the secondary is still mainly intact, and they've got a decent offensive line if they can all stay healthy, and we obviously know they have the weapons on the outside, and Rashad White is a good wide receiver, but Baker Mayfield is going to take some time, especially when you have this brutal stretch of games right out of the bat. Minnesota versus Chicago versus Philadelphia at New Orleans versus Detroit in week six. Their bye is week five. I've got them going 0-5 to start this year. It is a brutal stretch to come right out of the gate. Then I think they can pick up some wins. Versus Atlanta, no problem. At Buffalo, that'll be another loss. At Houston, you got that one. Versus Tennessee, I'm calling the upset here. I think they will get a few upsets this year. I think Tennessee is going to be one of them. At San Francisco, no way. At Indianapolis, yes. Versus Carolina, yes. So there's five wins over the next seven weeks for the Bucks. That puts them at five and seven. Moving on, we'll go Atlanta. Uh, they'll take the loss at Atlanta. They'll take a W over Green Bay. A loss versus Chicago, one win over New Orleans, and a loss versus Carolina. I basically have everyone in the NFC South going one and one with each other. I think Carolina might be a team twice in a row. Yeah, Carolina is going to beat New Orleans both times, but all the other teams are probably going to go one and one in my opinion. So it's kind of evened out. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have a final record of seven and ten. Tough stretch to start with. I think they might finish though seven and five the latter half of the year, uh, just after their bye. 
The biggest thing for me, though, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what's so sad, by the way, the NFC South is going to play the AFC South and the NFC North as their two other divisions, right? Because that's how they, I've, I explained this to you a few years ago. How scheduling works is you play your own division twice, you play two other divisions, one from the NFC, one from the AFC, and then two or three random teams. Last year, it could be usually it just be two, they expanded the schedule, and now it's three. So you got three random teams. One division from the NFC, one division from the AFC, and your own division twice, right? So for the NFC South, it's their own division twice. It's the AFC South and the NFC North, and then three random teams. So I consider the Falcons and the Bucks to be a pretty even matchup. But I also think that the Bucks are... Well, actually... I consider the Bucks to be a better team than the Falcons. But they're not... Their schedule isn't overly... Like, their record doesn't really reflect that. Because if you look at the three extra teams compared from Atlanta to Tampa Bay, Atlanta's three extra teams are the Washington Commanders, Arizona Cardinals, and New York Jets. I think they win two out of three of those. For the Bucks, it's the Eagles, Bills, and 49ers. That has to be one of the toughest stretches of three. They're spread throughout the season. But, like, three extra games besides the ones that your entire division is playing... That's got to be the toughest three out of anyone in this division. I think the Bucs could potentially win this division, but those three games might be the turning points. Next, I've got the New Orleans Saints at 8 and 9. This is one where they're going to start off hot, then that rest of the schedule is really going to bring them down. So let's go. Tennessee Titans week one. No, it's... They're, Tennessee is going to be better than them week one. At Carolina, I think they take that loss too. I, I think Carolina will be able to take care of their own division. Now, Derek Carr, I kind of trashed on him in the last episode, and I've sort of had a little bit of a change of heart. If everyone stays healthy and he could be a good person and good leader, this team should be good. I just have gotten burned by them in the past, and especially last year, that I don't know if I can trust the whole organization. So I got them at 8-9. and nine. They'll get four straight wins against Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New England, and Houston. Then they'll take a loss to Jacksonville. They'll beat both Indianapolis and Chicago. I'm on week nine right now. Versus Chicago, they'll win that one. At Minnesota, great rivalry, but I think Minnesota's got that one taken care of. So at the bye, at week 11, I got the New Orleans Saints at 6-4, and four, very much in control of this division. But as soon as they come out of that bye, it's going to be a really tough stretch. At Atlanta, I already said they're going to lose that game. Versus Detroit, no shot. Versus Carolina, I think Carolina will be better by that point than New Orleans. Versus New York Giants, I know they're at home a lot. But these games are just going to be tough. I think the Giants are going to be better than them if Saquon Barkley can get his head in the game. Uh, at the Los Angeles Rams, I think they'll win. At Tampa Bay, I think the Bucks will be better by then. Versus Atlanta, I think they'll finish off with a win. But... Only two wins in their final seven games I have for the New Orleans Saints. It's really going to bring them low, especially because I have the Carolina Panthers finishing their season hot. Eight and nine, potentially could go nine and eight. Potentially, I don't think so, going 10 and seven. I'm, I'm not going to say it's impossible with Derek Carr. I really don't see it happening, though, especially this team is not a whole lot different. In fact, you could very much argue this team is worse than the Raiders team Derek Carr had last year. So what is he going to do with this team? I'm not saying it's impossible. It's highly unlikely I got the New Orleans Saints going 8-9. and nine. So you can kind of see a trend here, right? Falcons at 6-11. and 11, Bucks at 7-10. and 10, New Orleans Saints at 8-9. and nine. Who do we got? The Carolina Panthers 
winning this division at 9-8. and eight. It's going to be a lot on the shoulders of Bryce Young, but this team has done an excellent job getting all the pieces around him. I, I mentioned before, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders in the backfield. They still have Chubba Hubbard there. Brian Burns is still on that defensive side. They weren't able to get rid of him, which is amazing because that man had an amazing season at linebacker last year. So let's break down the schedule. It's going to be a little bit of a rough sledding at first. Atlanta Falcons at first. I think Bryce Young is going to take a second. I think the Falcons will win that first one at home. Versus the New Orleans Saints, I already said they win. At Seattle, that's going to be a tough stretch. No way. Versus, actually, I can't say no way. They can win that game. It's Geno Smith has to put up the same year, same type of season he did last year. Versus Minnesota, I don't think so. Although, I have seen those games in the past go very close two years ago. At Detroit, no. At Miami, no. I, Miami, week six, mid, like, I think that's mid-October, week six in Miami, No. Uh, they have their bye at week seven. They get to reset. They have two games. So right now at the bye, they're two and four. But they've got a lot of good stuff headed for them next. Let's go two straight home games against AFC South opponents in Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. That's how you revamp this team. They get back to four and four with two wins right there. They go to Chicago. I think the win streak will help. They'll finally start getting their groove. I think they beat Chicago. Then... Three games that are going to be very tough versus Dallas. I don't think they win that one at Tennessee, at Tampa Bay. Two road games that I don't see them winning. Going back to New Orleans, I have them winning this one. This could be one they lose just because they're coming off of two straight away games that I think they'll lose. But I I really think the Carolina Panthers will have the New Orleans Saints number this year. Come back home to take on the Falcons and the Packers. I think those are two straight wins. And then a loss versus the Jacksonville Jaguars and a win at home versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to end their season. Guys, that ends up being 9-8. and eight. It's going to be the midseason. I have them winning three straight, losing three straight, winning three, three straight. Uh, some definitely some interesting stretches right there. I could see this season fluxing so hard depending on how well Bryce Young does. I think their ceiling max maybe 10 and 7, but their floor could be so low as like 5 and 12 this year, guys. It's it's really going to depend on um how they take care of a lot of these in-division opponents as well. Their three outside opponents besides the other divisions they play are not easy. I have them losing on the road to Seattle, losing on the road to Miami, and losing at home to Dallas. So I mentioned the Bucks outside games. Carolina has equally tough opponents. Um, they, just got, they got two of them on the road, so it's going to be tough. So I think the Panthers are going to do it. I like Frank Reich a, Frank Reich a lot. Um, and I think he's going to work perfectly with Bryce Young. I think that run game with Miles Sanders should be good. I think he's an underrated running back. Um, I just have I have a lot of high hopes for the Carolina Panthers. It's all going to come down to the rookie QB. So, uh, ending this division, I got the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Moving on to the AFC South. Again, we're going to go in order of who I think will go last to first. And in last place, with a record I predict of 4-13, and 13, I have as actually the Indianapolis Colts. Now, they put up a season of 4-12-1 last year. And they replaced Anthony Rat Ryan with Anthony Richardson. 
and didn't really give him a whole lot of extra help. I think maybe they added a wide receiver, but Michael Pittman Jr. is still the number one. Their defense is still what it is. Yannick Ngakwe isn't coming back, so I think that hurts them a ton. I just don't feel like they have a new head coach. I don't even remember who he is right now, but like, I never felt a sense of urgency outside of getting Anthony Richardson that this team is ready to get to the next level besides just riding on Jonathan Taylor, who was semi-bust last year, right? So if you start this season off versus Jacksonville, no. At Houston, I think Houston's going to start off to a better, going to get to a better start than Indianapolis. At Baltimore, no. Versus the LA Rams, I'm going to give them this one. It's going to be one of the more interesting lesser battles of week four. But I'm going to give them that one. Versus Tennessee, no. Versus Jacksonville, or at Jacksonville, definitely no. Versus Cleveland, I'll give them that one too. I'm going to I'm gonna give them a lot of these home games that I think they can pull out. Uh, versus New Orleans, no. At Carolina, no. Versus New England, I think that's another one they can, they can definitely rip off at home. Versus a New England team that's going to probably lo- lose their entire identity this upcoming year, especially getting beat up by their own division. They hit the bye at week 11, sitting at 3-7. and seven. They go on to a four-game losing streak versus Tampa at Tennessee at Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. It, I don't see them winning any of those games. They'll come to they'll go back to Atlanta, and I think they can get one game at Atlanta. Then two losing two home games to the Las Vegas Raiders and the Houston Texans. I think they lose both games to the Houston Texans. Usually those teams go one and one. I see the Texans improving a lot when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, especially having beaten them last year. 4-13 and 13, this record. It could be a lot better depending on how Anthony Richardson does. They could beat the Houston Texans. They could get a win against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the other divisions they play are obviously the NFC South. I already mentioned them. But they also play the AFC North. And with Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh being better teams, I, I, I think they'll get the win against Cleveland. But... That's just tough. But the, the outside games aren't bad. The LA Rams, the New England Patriots, and the Las Vegas Raiders, all of those games are at home. I think they may lose to the Raiders at the end of the year, but I think they can beat the Rams and the Saint, the Rams and the Patriots. It's just, man, it's going to be tough. The AFC South, NFC South matchups, when they play, when they all play each other, I have the NFC South in general being better than the two lower teams in the AFC South. So I think they're going to pick up some serious losses there. 4-13 and 13 Indianapolis Colts. Houston Texans finished, finished last year at 3-13-1, second worst team in the NFL. And if you notice, and I, I have to confess something. A few weeks ago, I posted on social media that my hot take, my first hot take would be the Houston Texans are second in the AFC South by the end of the year. And I blurred out the records, but I'll confess right now that my record prediction for the Houston Texans was 8-9. and nine. I didn't look at their schedule when I made that hot take, and I'm confessing that that's not going to happen. Because even though you like this schedule, and it's technically, I want to say, second or third easiest, but those schedules are based on last year's records. You look at some of the moves different teams are going to make this year, I think it's going to be a lot different than third easiest. I'm not very optimistic. At Baltimore week one, Yo, C.J. Stroud starting week one. That's going to be a brutal week one. They will lose that game. Coming back home to Indianapolis, I think they can take that win. At Jacksonville, no chance. Versus Pittsburgh, it's going to be a close game, but I'm calling the loss. At Atlanta, I mentioned earlier that I think they can pull that one out. Versus New Orleans, 
they have a history with New Orleans and it's not good. I don't see them winning that game. They hit the bye at four and at two and four. At Carolina, right out of the bye, I don't think so. Versus Tampa Bay, I don't think so. Definitely not at Cincinnati Week 10. It's just not looking good. Versus Arizona, I think they can definitely get that victory. And then you just look at at or versus Jacksonville, no. Versus Denver, no. At New York Jets, are you kidding me? No. At Tennessee, no. Versus now, to be fair, the Tennessee Titans, we did beat them once last year. That was a Malik Willis game week 17. Can that happen again? Potentially. But if Ryan Tannehill stays healthy with DeAndre Hopkins, I don't see it happening. So week 15, no. Week 16 versus Cleveland? Yeah, I think this is definitely possible. C.J. Stroud, if everyone stay healthy, if C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. can both stay healthy and they find some receiving core and they've got a dual threat running back that actually works, I think they can uh, take back a win from Cleveland that they lost last year. Versus Tennessee, Week 17, no. And finishing off at Indianapolis, doing it the same way they did it last year, beating the Indianapolis Colts. That puts them at 5-12, and 12, guys. They ain't going 8-9. and nine. No, well, okay, I can't say that distinctly because you look at five of these games, these are definitely swing games. I have them losing all five of these games, but versus Pittsburgh, doable. Versus New Orleans, kind of doable. At Carolina, if they can get hot, CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Versus Tampa Bay, if Baker blows it, that's an easy win for the Texans. And then potentially versus Denver. They put up a great fight last year. I think Denver is going to be in their prime, so I don't think so. But let's just say they they can win two of those. That puts them at 7-10. and 10. I would be thrilled with a 7-10 and 10 Houston Texans next year. But going on the less, on the pessimistic side of things, I'm putting the Houston Texans at 5-12. and 12. All right, guys. Now we're coming into the two best teams between both of these divisions. First up, Tennessee Titans at 10-7. and 7. Again, hot take a few weeks ago was that they went 7-10. and 10. No, they, they're they going to be good enough. This team was borderline playoff team last year with a banged-up uh, quarterback situation and absolutely no wide receiver core whatsoever. Derrick Henry had to do literally everything. It's not going to be like the, that this year or in upcoming... or Yeah, it's not going to be like that this year, right? They, they're going to have a quarterback. They're going to have weapons with DeAndre Hopkins. It's, it's going to be different. So I got them beating New Orleans week one. I have them losing to the Chargers week two. I have them beating the Browns week three, losing to Cincinnati week four, beating Indianapolis week five. And that's all All these wins that I'm mentioning are away games and all these losses have been home games. Like it's every other until week seven, which is the bye. So it's like at versus, at versus, away home, away home, away home. Every away game, I have them winning because they're easy games, New Orleans, Cleveland, Indianapolis. Those first three home games are the Chargers, Bengals and Ravens. Sorry, not happening. They go to the bye at three and three week seven. Okay. At home versus Atlanta week eight. Yes. Away week nine, Pittsburgh. Yes. Away Tampa Bay. I think, like I said earlier, that's going to be the upset for Tampa Bay. I think they lose that game. They'll also lose on the road to Jacksonville. That's three straight road games. They'll win one of them. Come back home for two straight home games against the Panthers and the Colts. I think they win both of those. At Miami, Monday Night Football, Week 14, I think they lose. Houston Texans at home on Week 15, yes. 
versus the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to call that one a victory for the Tennessee Titans. I think they can pull that one off at home, having just beaten the Texans at home. Away to the Texans, I think they also can beat. Coming home to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have their number both times they play this year. It puts them at 10-7. and seven. Tough way to start the season, and then they'll come out with some pretty good streaks later half of the year. That's not how they did it last year but I think they can make it happen this year. Tennessee Titans, they're going to be a good team. I'm not sure if they can be a playoff team. We'll see how the rest of my season predictions go as we go through the month of July and the month of August, but I'm excited to see what happens with Tennessee Titans. If they can stay healthy, they could get close to what their form was a few years ago. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. I had them like way back in the like way back in May and June, if you asked me what the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to go in 2023, I'd have told you 12 and five and their schedule works well with a 12 and five season. They've got five extremely tough games between the Kansas City Chiefs on week two, Buffalo Bills on week five. And those are both home games. Actually, all five of their losses, I have them at home. All these are at home. San Francisco 49ers week 10, Cincinnati Bengals week 13, and Baltimore Ravens week 15. I don't see them losing another game. And in fact, I think they can win multiple of those. I think they might be able to beat the Chiefs week two. I think they can definitely beat the Baltimore Ravens week 15. But if I were to do that, compare that to the rest of their season, Indianapolis, like, listen to these teams and tell me which one the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't going to beat. Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to walk over the NFC South. I think they can beat the Steelers and Browns. I think they can beat everyone in their division. Why Why doesn't this, like, ideally, ideally, and I said I wasn't going to give a 14-3 and record, but if they beat the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens and everyone else I mentioned, that's a 14-3 and record. It's doable. It is very much in the picture. Now, are the Jacksonville Jaguars known for choking? Yes. we. The Houston Texans beat them on like week 14 or something like that. They are definitely known for having some choke factor. But if they don't, if they play as well as they did in the playoffs, you could very much see a Jacksonville Jaguars team making a sneaky Cinderella story out of this playoff. When we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, Baltimore Ravens, them Jaguars are going to come. Los Angeles Chargers, who the most overrated team in the NFL. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have something to say. They're better than they were last year. They've got huge momentum from last year. Watch out. The Cats are coming. Indianapolis Colts 4-13. Houston Texans 5-12. Tennessee Titans 10-7. And, and your Jacksonville Jaguars going 12-5 in 2023 that wraps up the nfc south and the afc south get ready next week as we go over the afc north baby we're coming for you have a great rest of your week i'll see you next tuesday peace out <laughs>